Good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with P40Ministries.com. I have some brand new designs in my t-shirt shop today. Some really, really cool designs that my husband helped me out with. I have a brand new Yahweh design which is very masculine looking, uh, more so than any of the other t-shirt designs that I've ever done. So I'm excited about that. And you can take a look at that either in the bio of this podcast episode. I have my website link in that bio, or you can go to www.p40ministries.com shop and take a look at those t-shirts. So without further ado, why don't we start reading the Bible this morning? We are going to be in Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version. You can read out of whatever version you prefer, so grab your cup of coffee with me and let's start reading. Now when Jesus saw great multitudes around him, he gave the order to depart to the other side. A scribe came to him and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of his disciples said to him, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Behold, a violent storm came up on the sea, so much that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. The disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Save us, Lord, we are dying. He said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What kind of a man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So funny thing about this area of scripture, I'm probably not going to be talking as much about the part that you think I'm going to be talking about. I'm actually going to focus in on verses 18 through 22, not the part where Jesus calms the storm. And that is because verses 18 through 22 don't really get discussed. I feel like it's because it comes right before Jesus calming the storm, and everybody enjoys discussing that. But actually, I also enjoy talking about that as well. But I do want to discuss verses 18 through 22. So Jesus sees these great multitudes following him, and he gives the order to his disciples to cross the sea. And there were two reasons why he would have done this. Firstly, to get away from the multitudes. He was crossing the sea, and he would have been leaving Jewish territory at that time. And he was doing this to get away from the multitudes. The multitudes very likely wouldn't follow him across the sea, especially not to Gentile territory. I think I discussed in one of my previous podcasts that the Gentiles were considered filthy to the Jewish people at this time. In fact, the Jews even believed that they couldn't enter a Gentile home. Otherwise, they'd become unclean, which was never in the law. And I think I talked about that in my last podcast episode in Matthew. I think that was on Thursday. And the Jewish people wouldn't have followed Jesus over to Gentile territory. So Jesus is getting away from the multitudes and he is going into Gentile territory to spread the gospel there because Jesus 
never intended to only save the Jewish people. He intended to save everybody, including the Gentiles. So he's crossing over into Gentile territory. But before he goes, this scribe comes up to him in verse 19, and and the scribe says to him, teacher, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. So even if you go into the Gentile territory, I'll follow you over there. And this scribe would have been a person who knew a lot about the Old Testament law and the prophets and just Old Testament scripture in general. This would have been somebody who was very, very knowledgeable. And he says, I'm going to follow you wherever you go, teacher. But Jesus says to him, and I find this this statement that Jesus says so interesting. He says, the foxes have holes and the birds of the sky have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, why do you suppose Jesus would have said that to this scribe? Well, because he was telling this scribe, you're not going to have a cushy lifestyle with me. The foxes, they have a place to lay down at night. The birds, they have a place to lay down at night. But me, the son of man, which is what Jesus called himself, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. He says, but I don't even know where I'm going to lay my head every single night. I don't have a home. I, I lay my head down wherever I can to sleep at night. You are not going to have this fancy lifestyle that scribes are used to. You're going to have to take up your cross daily and follow me. That's another verse in the Bible that we haven't gotten to yet. But he says to the scribe, you are going to have to live a very uncomfortable lifestyle for you to follow me. It's not just going into Gentile territory and thinking you become unclean. No, this is much more than that. You are going to have to lay down in the streets some night with me. You are going to not know where you're going to sleep at night. You are not going to be comfortable. And, you know, he calls himself the son of man, going back to that, because if if you notice in scripture, every single time Jesus refers to himself, except for a few times, he calls himself the son of man. But in Acts and beyond in the New Testament, whenever Jesus is referred to, he is called the son of God. And I believe that this is because Jesus isn't not saying that he is God. He very clearly states that he is God in the New Testament. And when we get to that passage, I will talk to you about that. But Jesus is calling himself the son of man, not to say that I am not God. No, he is calling himself the son of man to make a point about who he is. Yes, he is the son of God. But at this point, he has that humanity. He's in a human body. So he is the son of men. He came from a woman. So he is, in fact, the son of man. But after this, he is referred to as the son of God because he's back up in heaven at that point. He is God's son, and he always has been God's son. But because he came from a woman, he calls himself the son of man. But for now, let's go back to verse, let's see here, 21. So another one of his disciples, and I'm going to guess that this is not one of the 12 disciples that Jesus has. He says, another one of his disciples says to him, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. So this disciple who follows Jesus is saying to him, I will follow you, but first let me bury my father. But Jesus says to him, 
Just follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And what an odd thing for Jesus to say. And you might think that this is a really cruel thing for Jesus to say. Like, don't go and bury your father. Don't take care of your elderly father. Don't do any of that. Just come follow me. But I really don't think that's what Jesus is saying here. That we're supposed to disrespect our parents or not go to our father's funeral. Anything like that. Because just look at this verse. Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Now, a dead person can't bury another dead person. But somebody who is spiritually dead can bury a dead person. Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life. He's not saying, so Jesus is not saying to this disciple that he can't go to his father's funeral. Rather, he is telling this disciple that Jesus himself is the way, the truth, and the life. So he will have life if he follows Jesus. And I want to point something else out here as well. So in Jewish culture at this time, these funerals would last a really, really long time. And they would take several years because the man who was buried would be buried in a tomb. And after a year has passed, the family members would go into the tomb and collect the bones and the cloths that they had wrapped the body in. And they would preserve them. They would take them almost like ashes in a sense. That's the way I think of it anyway. But these these burying processes were very long and would take a long time. So it's also possible that this disciple was talking to Jesus saying, let me finish my funeral arrangements with my father first. So we don't know how long this could have taken as well. So Jesus, when he says, just follow me, is just saying, follow the way to life not the way of the, the dead here on earth. Follow me, the way to life. But if you look in verse 23, Jesus gets in the boat and his disciples followed him. It doesn't say how many. M- most people assume it's the 12. But it doesn't say that the scribe followed Jesus, does it? And it's very likely that the other disciple didn't follow Jesus either, the one that wanted to bury his father which is kind of sad. So verse 23, he says, he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Behold, a violent storm came up on the sea so much that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. So Jesus is sitting there in this boat sleeping and there's this huge, huge storm that just all of a sudden blew in. And the disciples were terrified because the the waves were overpowering the boat. And they go to Jesus and they're like, Lord, we are dying. Why are you sleeping? Please save us. And they are so terrified and so panicked and so freaked out that Jesus is just like, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he gets up and he rebukes the wind. So he's like, get out of here. And the sea and there was this great calm. And the men marveled. So his disciples are sitting there freaking out and pondering over this saying, what kind of a man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Because Jesus had just said to the the storm, get out of here, get lost. 
He was clearly very irritated that he had gotten woken up from his sleep, and his disciples had very little faith, so he rebukes it, and the storm listens to him, and it just leaves. There's this calm over the sea, and his disciples are just like, what in the world just happened? Like This guy just yelled at the storm, and it went away, and they are really, really freaked out, and it says they are marveling. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. And join me on Thursday, 6 a.m., and we will finish out Matthew chapter 8. But thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, God bless, and happy listening. Bye, everybody.